0: Oh, Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. So how are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week finds you well. So I wanted to share a dream with you that I had last night that really shook me to my core. I was driving down the road, It was at night, so it was dark out, and all of a sudden, all the street lights went out, and all the lights on the dashboard in the car, and my cell phone, all its lights went out as well, and I couldn't figure out what was happening, and my car and all the cars around me slowly came to a halt, and when the stop was complete... I just looked all around myself trying to figure out what could be happening. So I got out of the car and all the other people around me also got out of their cars and we all looked at each other bewildered as to what was going on. And at this point, in the next scene, I find myself at some huge area where all of our cars that were on the road are now parked and everyone is walking around trying to find their individual cars. But I couldn't find mine, and I had no way of getting in touch with anyone that I loved to find me because, first of all, my cell phone didn't work, and secondly, I didn't even know where I was. It was the most bizarre dream. But it makes me think that this kind of thing could actually happen. If the electric grids in our countries were suddenly shut down, lost power, or were sabotaged by someone or something else, it could be governments, it could be satellites, it could be nuclear weapons, where would we be if this happened? We basically would be stranded wherever we were at that moment. And that's a frightening thought, but it is all possible now. Governments are now taking more control over their citizens than ever before, ever since the Chinese government decided to introduce the coronavirus. And while it's said that this coronavirus is 97% treatable and survivable, That doesn't comfort all the families and friends of those who lost their lives to it. But to listen to the media, you would never know that. The worst part about the days we are living in right now is that we really don't know whom to trust. We can't trust the media, we can't trust the government, and we definitely can't trust the politicians. Whom do we trust? Some are expecting that this is Armageddon, which some have described as the end of the world. Volcanoes are erupting in all parts of the world. Earthquakes are more numerous than ever. Food supplies are getting scarce along with other products that we use on a daily basis and we would go naturally to the store and just pick it up at night, not even thinking about whether those products would be there. There are industries that cannot continue to provide these products because certain key components are no longer available to them and are on such backwater they are not able to gain access to them. The oil supply around the world is being thwarted in certain countries, especially the United States, and there is absolutely no reason for it. But this government has decided they want to keep us in fear and they want to keep us under their thumb. A group of individuals on the world stage has decided that corporations need to pay an additional 15% of their income to these local governments. These costs will, of course, be passed on to the consumer, just like everything else, because corporations are not going to take less, and their shareholders are not going to take less, so you are going to pay that bill. In the United States, the Congress is printing money like it's going out of style, which will cause even more massive inflation. No matter where you live in the world, if you can't get the products you are accustomed to using, what do you do? And if you can get these products that you are accustomed to using, perhaps they cost now 10%, 20%, 40% more than they did before, and that's only since the beginning of 2021. And houses have gone up ridiculously high, causing most people to not have the ability to purchase a home. The price of products and houses has increased so significantly, but the rate of pay that we earn has barely budged. So we're trying to keep up with all these bills and the increases, but we're not making much more money in our jobs. Savings can only go so far to make up the difference. On top of this, China is threatening to invade Taiwan, which could affect Japan and Australia and other neighboring countries. It is said that China, Taiwan, and North Korea all have nuclear weapons, so are we looking at a potential World War III? China's real estate market is on the verge of collapse, and as I mentioned, the United States prices are so ridiculously high that it's only a matter of time before our own real estate market declines as well. And analysts are also wondering when the stock market will crash once again. So you're probably wondering why I would even delve into all this negativity. But the truth is, I look upon it as being a realist. We unfortunately do not have the privilege of simply disregarding everything that is going on in the world and how it affects us. In most urban cities, at least in the United States, the murder rate has increased over 30% in the past year. We have people who are so blatantly confident that they will not be caught, that they just take their illegal automatic weapons, drive around the block, and just shoot up the street, oftentimes killing young, innocent children who were simply sitting on their porch or in their living rooms and a bullet pierces the window and kills them. These families who are enduring the murder of a loved one are devastated beyond belief because all of these deaths, yes, all of these deaths, were completely and utterly preventable. And that's why the death of a loved one by murder is so difficult to process, so difficult to explain, so difficult to understand, and mostly so difficult to grieve. So we have a situation on our hands where so many governments want to instill fear and take over our liberty and our freedom. Now you might be asking me, Why am I talking about all of this? And the answer is because we have to be emotionally prepared. We have to emotionally prepare ourselves for the worst and hope for the best. When we experience the death of a loved one, we are overwhelmed. We find ourselves in shock at the beginning, and as we move forward, we go through various stages of grief at different periods of time, for different lengths of time. And that's exactly what I believe is happening now. Most of us around the world spent the entire year of 2020 in our homes with very little outside interaction, except virtually on our computers if we were fortunate enough to have one. And so how do we deal with this? How do we deal with an increasingly dangerous, unknown world more than we've ever known in the past? Yes, we've had stock market crashes and internet bubbles and real estate declines, especially in the U.S. back in 2008, and somehow we always survived it, even though it wasn't easy. We always knew somehow we'd figure out a way to have a roof over our heads, we could still afford food, we could still afford gas for our cars, and we could even have a car and a house. But somehow, this is seriously different, and we know it. Millions of people, including veterans in this country, are homeless now. They have nowhere to turn to, No people to take care of them, no relatives to take them in. And we don't know about their mental health. We don't know if they are also grieving the death of someone they loved, whether it be from COVID or through another type of death. And when you're grieving a death, and now you add to it all of these other losses, how do you handle that? Well, the first thing you probably think of is how unfair this is, how all of this is so unfair, because more than likely, a lot of it is not even your fault. The corporation you worked for closed down, the salaries were cut, the hours were cut, and you may have had to take on two different jobs just to make ends meet. You find it hard to sleep at night. You worry about what the future will hold. And the saddest part is no one can tell you what that may be. Yes, we can do the very best we can as far as getting ourselves established again, both financially and with food and water and basically prepare ourselves for a very, very long time. We might compare it to a hurricane season. But unlike a hurricane season, which is only a few months each year, it is projected that this season, this horrific season that we are about to endure, will take very many years. Now that I've been living in Florida for a long while, this is what happens when there is no way to get food or shelter. You might have lost your home, You might have had water streaming into your roof. You might have had broken limbs of trees that caused damage to your home through the hurricane. There might be no electricity for weeks and sometimes no water. If you had warning, you usually prepared yourself with water and canned goods and non-perishable foods, and hopefully you had a grill in the house so you could use propane to cook food. You boarded up your house and its windows as best you could so that you would preserve your property. You've gotten batteries for flashlights and charged up your phone and your laptop with extra battery packs so you could figure out what was going on in the world. And maybe you even had a radio that you could crank up You couldn't really go anywhere because even if you did have gas for your car, that would be the only gasoline you might have for a week or two until the electricity was turned back on and the pumps at the gas station were working again. So you basically preserved that gasoline and you stayed in. And hopefully you had gotten cash because you can't use your credit cards when none of the ATMs are working and the banks are not open. And so basically it comes down to the fact that wherever you are and whatever you have, that's where you are for the duration until the cleanup happens with your home and you're able to go back to work. But what happens if this is permanent? What if there is no job to go back to? What if your house and the food you have in it and the gasoline you have right now is all you have? What would happen if this was permanent? What if the only food you had was food you grew in a garden or in pots? What if you had no electricity, no running water? How would your life be different? What if a nuclear bomb came over from another country into yours? Would you survive it? And if you did survive it, how would you deal with it physically and mentally? How would you set your mind to a mode of strength so that not only... You, but your husband or wife and your children would be able to survive for the long haul. If the electric grid went out, there would be no internet. There would be no phone connection. We couldn't use our computers for business. We wouldn't be able to be in touch with relatives and friends. So now what happens? Can you imagine a world where there's no internet, no social media, no jobs, where you can't pay your bills. Where do you go? What do you do? Unlike those who have never experienced the death of a loved one, in this case, grief will visit every one of us if all indicators are that we are headed for economic and societal collapse. Much like our depression in 1929. Perhaps your country endured something devastating as well. We won't only be grieving our loved ones' debts. We will now have a complete paradigm shift on how we look at grief. It will be in every aspect of our lives. We might grieve for the home we lost, the employment we lost, the car we lost, the relationships we lost. We will grieve for the life we lost, how we lived that life, where we lived, our family and friends at that location. And perhaps now we might have to move in with relatives or friends. We might have needed to consolidate all of our belongings, downgrade from how we once lived to how we need to live now. It might not be practical to keep the fancy car, the high-end home in that special neighborhood you loved, sending your kids to certain schools. We realize now the cost may be too high. And when we research what our children were being taught in school or saw it firsthand online during the COVID lockdown, we might have decided that homeschooling were more in line with our family values. Unfortunately, we have reached a place where we can no longer turn a blind eye, where we can be ignorant as to how our world is changing. We can no longer try to convince ourselves that everything is okay because it only takes a visit to the gasoline pump or the grocery store to recognize the inflationary effect that reduces your purchasing power. And it's taking much more money to purchase the basics of life, yet governments are trying to find more ways to tax you. So what can you do? What do you have control over? Well, we know that we cannot control others. We can only control ourselves. And to face an uncertain future is definitely scary. Re-evaluating what is important to you is just the first step. So there are a few things you can begin with. First of all, the relationships that you have, people you trust, and to take the time to rekindle those relationships, especially with your romantic partner, if you're fortunate to have one. You would be much better off if you were closer to them than you might be now. As we move forward, it will be harder and harder to find people you trust, so it's important you do that now. Also, to find work of any kind. It might not be ideal, it might not be what you've ever done before, but it will bring in income that is highly needed right now, so you have better choices. Also, food water, non-perishable goods, and shelter. When we look at the most important things in life, aren't they the most important? Your relationship, food, water, and shelter, and work to bring in income. And lastly, gratitude, peace, and meditation. Now, you may think that's silly, and you know that at the end of every episode, I ask you to write five things in your journal that you're grateful for, and there's a very solid reason for that, because when you look at things from a sense of gratitude, you become happier, and even with everything that's going on right now, you need to look at the better things that are coming out of this for you, even the littlest things. Did someone help you this week? Did someone contact you that you haven't heard from in a very long time? Have you rekindled more friendships? Also a sense of peace to sit and meditate and think about what brings you peace and put yourself in a place of peace, regardless of all that is going on in a world. It's horrific, but we have to find a sense of peace within ourselves so that we can get through this time. And meditation. There are wonderful videos that are available that you can literally put on in the background overnight while you're sleeping so that you build this sense of peace for yourself. And you will find them in the corresponding blog to this episode. So I wish you the very best as we move into this new phase of life. And I'm rooting for you, and I'm praying for you. And you have my thoughts, you have my prayers, even though they sound so superficial. I want the very best for you. And life will not be easy, granted. But how you look at it and how you prepare for it is everything. So please consider what needs to change, how you need to change, how you need to look at life, how you need to look at your life every day to find the better of it to see how strong you are to know that you can endure this along with your family and your friends much love to you my friend so now it's time to get up and dance 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 and i know i know You think I'm crazy, but I want you to dance so that you feel happier. You need to get up and do that. It will help you tremendously. Shake your arms and legs, move all around, feel better. remember to write five things in your journal each night you're grateful for if you'd like to leave a comment for others to see and to encourage others go to the corresponding blog on marymack.info and leave your comments to share meanwhile remember to be happy because you deserve to I'll talk to you again soon